ladies and gentlemen, to the Peak Endurance Podcast with your host, Isabel Ross. As a personal trainer, accredited endurance coach, and now podcast host, Isabel is bringing you the best advice, tips, and tricks for your health and athletics. She's won two Australian Trail Championships, a 24-hour track race, and many, many more races, as well as participated in the notorious Barkley Marathons. So she knows her stuff. And now, since she's raced all over the world, she's bringing all that knowledge and giving it to you so you can become a better performer as a whole. So make sure to continue to tune into the Peak Endurance Podcast to get your body right, your mind right, and your health on point. Hi, Akana, and welcome back to the podcast. Hello, good afternoon. How are you? I'm I'm all right. How about you? That's what we want to do. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm actually really good. I'm sitting in a park, so sorry about the the wind noise here in um in Espale because um yeah, I am what am I just finished day 31 today. Oh so God. yeah, yeah. I'm, day I'm 31. Here. That's amazing. I'm a marathon every day. I'm tired yeah. just thinking about it. <laughs> so do the maths for me. Because I haven't got my calculator handy. Yeah, it's that? it's hovering around the thirteen hundred k mark. Yeah, so it would be a, yeah in and around there. I'm not. Oops, you've just dropped out. And there. Sorry. So about thirteen thirteen hundred. Yeah, about thirteen hundred. Yep. And just out of interest, are you recording this on Strava? Can people go onto Strava and follow you and see mm-hmm. you? They can, yep. So it's on Strava. Um, so yeah, it's just my name, Akana Murray Bartlett. Um, and I've also got, uh, I've had a fun time watching the. Just having a little bit of problems with the pod, with the connection. Sorry, you'll have to say that. Which has been great too. Sorry, what was that? You just dropped out for a bit. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to check my internet. It says it's okay, but I do keep dropping out. Yeah. Oh dear. Um. Yeah. No. I have um enjoyed watching it on on Garmin. Just the the consistent forty two point two days. It's actually the most consistent I've ever been in my life. So that's fun. <laughs> so you're actually doing forty two point two. Exactly. Yep. Exactly forty two point two. I stop at the second it hits that. <laughs> and, then, and then even if sometimes I overcook it a little bit, and I'm still five or six k's from where I'm supposed to end up. I'll um yeah I'll literally hitchhike or walk or I'll jump on the support bike yeah I'm not doing a step more yeah that's fair enough but then when you start again the next day do you go back to where you hit stock yes and no I've actually been doing um a few almost like exhibition runs so for example I was I've been in Cairns the last three days and Source Cairns partnered with Young Henry and the Wilderness Society to do a bit of fundraiser for me which is beyond humbling and very exciting um so I actually spent a couple of days just running in Cairns so I was around I did a park run there oh. I'll do the same thing when I hit um Brisbane you know the major cities where I've got um fundraising events or for example media obligations um where I've I've yeah talking to the local news but other than that yeah I just I just go south from where where I am yeah fair enough yeah um, and and so how are you finding it? How, how's the body holding up? How are you enjoying it? That sort of thing. It's it's amazing. It's funny watching my mental space change as we get into it. Uh, there's a lot of wise people said, um, t- don't 
you know, don't take a rest day in the first two weeks, but you know, that's, I'm not taking a rest day, but as in the, what they meant is the first two weeks will be really difficult. And they were, I remember I would go to bed and I would really fear it the next day, almost like, Oh, I have to go through that again. And then I would start fearing it in the actual marathon itself. So from 30 kilometers to 42 became really strenuous and that's faded. I don't fear it at all anymore. It's just, it, and that 30 K mark is almost the opposite now. I'm like, Oh, 10 to go. What's 10 <laughs> kilometers. So there's definitely been a mental shift. Um, it, it's definitely helped that the first thousand kilometers was just corrugated dusty roads. Um, and now I, I've, I've definitely, I'm definitely seeing a bit more scenery. I mean, I went through yeah. the Daintree and, um, you know, the Bloomfield track and it's a bit more interactive. It's, oh, up north, I would stand at, say, Bramwell Station, which is a big, big station up there. I could see dead straight without a curve, my finish line four hours ahead. Oh, wow. That's eerie. That, that would be mentally hard, I reckon. It, it was it, it was actually not good for your body in a sense. I found I was getting almost these weird overuse injuries in my calf and my tibia because, you know, you're not you're not going up hills, you're not going downhills. Like you're a, you're a, a trail runner, your body gets strong by moving around on the roots and the and the you know, um, kind of the way the trail works. Out here, it's just one direction, dead straight, no variation. So yeah, so you're not changing the muscle groups that you're using or anything like that. So did you add it, do you add in at all like walk breaks or anything like that? I, I, I didn't at the start. And then I learned that that's a hundred percent necessary. Yeah. So now I, I have a slower pace. My average pace is slowed down to around six minute K pace, but that's not the, the running pace hasn't really changed. I'm just adding in a, a kind of a one K walk probably every, you know, 15 Ks I'll walk and something to be honest, some days I'll get to 41 and I'm cooked and I'll just walk the last 1200 meters. Yeah. Look, I think you've earned that by then. <laughs> and it's, and, I, and I'm in a new phase now here from South of Cairns where um, I almost need to leave earlier. So I've been leaving at around 6.15 in the morning, which yeah. gets me home at around 10.30 but I've been fried the last two days. So, so I've made the decision today out there when I was getting cooked to uh, start leaving at 5am. So it's a new yeah. shift starting tomorrow. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. I can imagine. Yeah. And especially when you haven't come from Melbourne where it's been cold and horrible. Oh, yeah. How is it right now? Well, cold and horrible. <laughs> so nothing's changed. <laughs> Sorry, there's just an ambulance going past you at one second. <laughs> That's all right. That just the realness um, of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and so talk, talk to me about food. Are you um, eating heaps or are you kind of sick of eating? What, what's happening for you that way? Yeah. Yes and yes. And yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, um, I'm eating a lot and yeah. I'm eating and I'm, I'm, and yes, I am getting, I am getting a bit overwhelmed by the size of my meals. I'm eating such a carb heavy diet, you know, yeah. big, big bowls of pasta that you, you can't even fit into your stomach and then dessert and then <laughs> like it's it's a lot I'm, I'm eating probably five five thousand calories a day I would love wow. to weigh myself not for any other reason but just to see if I've um lost or maintained my weight I mean, just so I can yeah yeah I think that it would be really interesting to know because obviously the goal is not to lose any weight but um exactly. presumably presumably you will but if you're eating right you shouldn't lose too much so that would be interesting 
The goal was to not lose weight. Um, yeah. Oh, to be honest, the goal was I had a buffer, but I, the, you know, I didn't want to really lose too much. I, I put on weight for this, just assuming that I would. Yeah. Um, and the thing is I'm eating quite healthy. I mean, yeah. I'm eating three healthy meals a day, but then I'm giving myself permission to eat whatever I want around that. So if there's a packet of shapes within arm's reach, it's, it's gone in about <laughs> 10 seconds flat. I'm eating things I would never, I had a can of Coke for the first time in 30 years the other day. <laughs> oh, look, honestly, I say that about running. It's so, it's, it's a healthy sport, but God, the crap we eat, you know. Oh, and and you, can, you can get away with it and you almost need it. I mean. You, you do need it, but yes, it's, it wouldn't be good to be consuming that all the time forever no yeah. no and even I remember I was you know Sean Bell I was talking yeah. he, he mentioned he's like you know I tried to get all the healthy calories in at the start and just couldn't justify it so then I'd have these you know muffin smoothies I haven't resorted to the muffin smoothie yet <laughs> well, I think yeah and because he just he just needed to get calories in and and you know when it gets to that point the highest calorie foods generally are not the healthiest. <laughs> uh, oh, absolutely, yeah. So I'm leaning on peanut butter. That's my my oh, saving that's grace. healthy. Come on, that's the best food ever. <laughs> so good. Yes. <laughs> a guilt-free 17 yeah. tablespoons of peanut butter a day. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> Just I love straight it. in. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I'm definitely, I'm definitely not thinking about food. In fact, I'd almost rather overeat than undereat. Yes. I haven't touched wood because I actually have a history of stomach issues. I haven't had any stomach grievances and I think I know why I think it's because I'm giving myself the time and space to eat yeah. uh it's you know like a, it's not I'm not racing I, I can stop and 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 walk and, and eat you know whatever I choose to eat I don't have to <laughs> rip off the top of a gel and get it down in in 10 you know at 340 pace so it's very yeah. different <laughs> so are you having any gels or are you just eating real food when you're running just real food yeah I took gels for the start when I was you know, doing, I think my first marathon I did like on the first couple of days was three hours, 40 something. I took gels then yeah. and I was so tired in the afternoon. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm learning as I go. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't want to do the whole thing on gels. That would just be, well, your stomach would be ruined. <laughs> it would be, and my teeth would be gone. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so what about um, water and hydration and electrolytes and that sort of stuff? How much are you drinking, especially with the heat? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's another lesson I learned early is because I don't usually need too much is to take, or to, you know, overtake it. So I probably carry or well, the support bike carries probably five liters um ah. and on a cooler overcast day that'll get me through but today it didn't today i had to stop and and buy a big soda water as well so yeah I'd say that's five, five liters. liters for the marathon yes heaps wow two, that... two, two hydrolytes so two 600 mil hydrolytes and you know i get a stitch the second i find myself becoming dehydrated so my ah. body's onto it mm. Wow, um, that's amazing. You feel a bit ill because you just you're thirsty but your stomach's full. Yeah. But you're also craving it. It's a weird, weird dynamic. Yeah, that is. Wow, that's a lot of fluids. You must be sweating heaps. I'm sweating so much. I <laughs> yeah, I I every single run, I'm going through two outfits. Two oh, singlets. Really? Yeah, two wow. outfits. Yeah. Um, two singlets. I I you know, like I could go through a second pair of shorts because otherwise, you know, you're out there for four hours, you feel gross. So yeah, if it's around, I'll just change it. And, you know, we're trying to film as well. So if I'm on camera looking like, which I am, but like just completely disgusting uh, sometimes for a nice shot, 
you know, there's the rye, the filmmaker would be like, can we just put on a clean T-shirt? <laughs> oh. and, and are you finding with the film like, you know, I don't know about you, I mean, maybe it's the cold Melbourne weather, but I get snotty and all that sort of stuff. Are you finding that's hard to sort of deal with with the filming? Uh, yeah, the first it was dust. It was just, ah. there was dust in my eyes and there was dust yeah. all over my face. And, and you, yeah, we have a, we have a trailer, a shower in the trailer, but you know, you've got to conserve water as best as possible. So I'm having minimal showers. Um, but no, it's very hot up here. It's 36. It was 36. Oh degrees. my God. Horrible. Yeah. It's, it's the opposite. I'd rather cold and horrible like Melbourne. <laughs> That's why I'm now leaving at 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Yes, I should have in hindsight left earlier, but I think I've been lucky because they've said it's been quite wet. I don't know. It's probably been wet where you are too, but um, yeah. I, have, I haven't I have had a rainy day in 31 days. Oh, wow, really? Zero rain. So that's lucky. Yeah, that's very lucky. Yeah. Oh, well, so there you go. So, um, so where did you say you are now? We're in Innisfail, so it's um, 70 kilometres south of Cairns. We're heading to Mission Beach tomorrow, which is 47 kilometres south of here, so I'll just run to Mission Beach or just outside it. Um, and then we're heading towards Townsville. Um, we did plan on going inland, but we've had so many kind of fun commitments or, or, or local legends who have offered to come running that we've just sort of been drawn to the coast a little bit more. Yes. So we will go inland probably after Townsville, um, and follow this the the national trail which was the plan that's right yes. yeah that's that's it are you feeling at all daunted by how much you still have left to go <laughs> yeah sometimes yeah so one of my good friends when I made it to a thousand kilometers a couple of days ago goes oh congratulations Akana you're 16% of the way there <laughs> <laughs> oh no that sounds terrible <laughs> but every day is so different we've had a new experience every day I've got a new niggle every day <laughs> uh and something to deal with so today it was mozzie bites because the campsite we got we got inundated so all these mozzie bites under my feet that itched every time I but oh, you know what no, that's the worst oh. spots <laughs> but if mozzie bites is what I'm having an issue with it's generally a good day so so sort of your knees are fine and everything's fine, your ITB and all that sort of stuff. It is. Yeah, I, I it is. I had a, a calf injury. Well, I would call it a very tight calf, um, maybe on day 15. Yeah. And that derailed my running technique because I wear tarkines and there is there is zero heel drop. Yeah. And um and it was just very painful to run on my toes. Yeah. So I reverted with a calf injury to running on my heels for almost five days and the pain disappeared in my calf. My calf is a hundred percent, but because I was running away, I hadn't run in a long time. My tib ant got an overuse injury. <laughs> so then I got this excruciating tib ant pain that hurt when I would, when I would heel strike. Yep. So I've had to, I've had to change through this whole process of twice changing my running technique to just, to just calm these little overuse injuries and but it's so physio. good that you're able to do that, though. Like, it's fortunate that at least you can do that to get through. Absolutely, absolutely. And having a little bit of knowledge, like I've got, um, thankfully Dave McNeil, who's who's my remote um physio, and he, you know, he's talking to me, and I'm seeing, I'm actually seeing physios as I come down to if it becomes unbearable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm using everything in my arsenal to keep myself from being injured because that 
you know, as you can imagine, a, a 40K run. And I'm not giving my body any chance to recover. You know, no, it's day in, day right. out. So, yeah, that's right. And so that's what you've got to be really mindful of, don't you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, just slow and steady and just constantly conservative. I am. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a bit of a mountain goat and I'm right next to, I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong, but is it Bartle Frere, the, the highest mountain in Queensland? Anyway, no I'm, on the, I'm on the base of it now. I'm like, oh, that would be a fun day. <laughs> I'm like, and everyone in my support crew was like, we are not doing that 0%, 0, no, absolutely not. So, well, you're obviously yeah. not overcooked on the running yet if you're <laughs> contemplating that sort of stuff. <laughs> How are Everyone, you sleeping? sleeping. Huh? Yeah, how are you sleeping? Are you, are you getting, are you able to sleep? Absolutely. I'm out, out like a light every single night. Um, no, I'm not getting as much as I would have liked. I find by the time we cook and, 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 and clean and get home and chill out, it's, it's later than I'd like. So I'm probably only getting seven and a half hours, which might drop down to seven once I get up a bit yeah. earlier. But I, I've started to also learn to nap in the middle of the day um driving is generally my napping time yeah <laughs> um but yeah I'm sleeping fine for the, the time I do get to sleep it's pretty good oh that's excellent well it sounds like you're doing really well so thank you for joining me for an update do you reckon we could do this again in in about two or three weeks I'd love to yeah so I'm heading towards Townsville and then and then from there I'm not sure obviously south but whether I follow the coast or go inland it's probably going to be inland so let's do it again Excellent. All right. Well, good luck as you keep going and, and we'll chat soon. Thanks so much as well. Thanks. So you like running, but you're feeling pain or irritation. You can't enjoy it like you once did. Or worse, your performance has taken a big hit. Now you're reminiscing on the good times where the wind blew past your ears. Nature looked lovely as you passed it. What are you waiting for? Go and visit a specialist at Health and High Performance. With the latest in technology and a wealth of experience, the team at Health and High Performance can help you with all your running injury and performance needs. Let's get you back to doing something you love with the results you're capable of. Head over to healthhp.com.au slash run or you can find them on Instagram at Health High Performance. Health and High Performance are located in Mount Albert, Melbourne but are available for telehealth appointments not only Australia-wide but also around the world. So contact them now on their website to find out more. Hello and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. As you might be able to tell from the background, Ron and I have moved. Yes, we moved on the weekend and today is Monday, so we're still settling in, to be honest. We don't even have internet yet. I'm actually hotspotting off my phone. The struggle is real. All this, while both of us have been trying to recover from Canberra, it's been a big week, that's for sure. We're looking forward to some rest at some point. I don't know when. Episode 173 is another interview with Pam Muston. I've had Pam on the podcast before, way back in early 2020. She's a great friend of mine and an absolutely amazing athlete. Pam has been running since the early 80s. And in this chat, we discuss how she has managed to run all this time without ever getting injured. Amazing, right? I reckon. <laughs> At the end of the interview, she shares her three main tips to achieve such a streak. So make sure you stay tuned till the very end. We did this chat the day before the Shri Chinmoy 100K, where Pam ended up winning the 60 to 69 age group as the beginning of her training for Coast to Cozy, and she was fourth female. 
Um, and before you hear the chat from Ron and I with Pam, I have a quick update with Akana Murray on how she's doing on her run from the tip to the toe of Australia. It's a good one too. I really love working on this podcast and interviewing so many interesting people like Pam and Akana. I hope you enjoy listening. If you do, could you do me a huge favour and subscribe, rate and review? It makes a huge difference to me, not only personally, but also helps the podcast audience grow and thus ensures lots more athletes just like you can find it. Also, if you could have a try at downloading the episode rather than just streaming it live or streaming it, um, that then shows me how many listeners I've got and I'd really love to know that data. The link is in the show note to subscribe, so get onto it, please. Are you sick and tired of being injured or running in pain? Ensure you're ready for racing in 2022 and come in and see the team at Health and High Performance. Love running again by heading to healthhp.com.au or find them on Instagram, Health High Performance. And there's still a few races in 2022 left. You don't want to miss out due to any niggles. Also, don't forget to check out Peak Chocolate for their great range that supports runners in a healthy but delicious lifestyle. I've been certainly using it to help me get through at the moment. Use the code Isabel Ross, all caps, to get a massive 15% off at checkout. As I always say, I use the same code. Enjoy the chat that Ron and I have with Pam and my little interview with Akana. I recently attended Izzy's Mental Toughness Training, which was a comprehensive and informative session. It gave me some new tools and techniques to use in planning for my future ultras, to be better prepared to overcome obstacles when things don't quite go to plan, and be both more resilient during ultras, and to remember that I voluntarily signed up to do them, and I should be enjoying the challenge, whatever is thrown at me. Hello and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. I am sitting here today with Pam Muston. Hello. And Ron. Hello. So today we are going to be having a bit of a chat about basically longevity in running. So um, for myself, I have been running for, I can never remember, 15, 16 years or something like that. Um, And, you know, pretty consistently. Pam, how long have you been running? Oh, I think it was in the early 80s. Yes. So, so early 80s. So mm. can you do the math? <laughs> I should be able to do the math. But I think we're old enough. But I think, okay. I, think, I think the good thing about running and not counting. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't like, because when you put a big number against it, you start thinking, oh, my goodness. Oh, no. Which is why I can never figure out how long I've been running. I know the age that I started, but then I just lose track mm. of it after that because, you know. Yeah, it, it just, I still kind of sometimes even still think of myself as a beginner because I still feel like I'm always learning or doing something new or finding mm. something new yeah. to love about running. Mm. <clears throat> but basically, you've been running for a long time and obviously you didn't start in ultras. So, um, and what we want to talk about is is how you've managed to stay in the sport for so long. Have you, we'll, we'll touch on it more, but have you had any significant injuries? No. no. And to run for that long with no significant injuries is nearly unheard of. And I'm sure people listening would love to find out how you have managed that um, because nobody wants to be injured and everybody wants to keep running. But there is 
not a secret, but there is, well, it's it's not a secret because it's not secret, but there is a, there is skill involved in in attaining what you're done. And you do have to work at it. It doesn't it doesn't just come to people. You yes. Know, not not just the ability to run well, but just the ability to run itself yeah. takes work. Yes. So, so when you first started, what what was your goals with running? Um, to be fit for life, basically. As yeah. In, um, wanted to be able to do anything without having to worry about my level of fitness. So running was a good a good thing to do because you can do it any time, any place. You need very little equipment. Yeah. And you can just take in, you can travel, you know, it's very portable. Yes. Whereas playing squash, playing basketball, you need a partner to play squash, you need a team to play basketball, you need a court. Yeah, Whereas that's it. running, you didn't need anything really and like you said it's a good way to explore places it too is. when you're traveling and that, and that sort of stuff yeah. so and so you weren't necessarily looking at racing at the start no I was just did it just purely for enjoyment and I think that's why I've kept running because it's always been for fun yeah, yeah. so yeah. the basis has always been in enjoyment yeah, yeah. I just love it so yeah and finding something that you really enjoy yeah um, I think that's it's great yeah yeah and that, oh, and that's why you've probably stuck at it for so long because if you didn't enjoy it why would you bother that's right yeah, yeah. especially it takes up time it does yeah. a lot of time and um so this was when you started you didn't have kids yet did you no no and so how did you um work in having kids with your running did you run while pregnant I didn't run while pregnant with the first two yeah because I had some yeah I just didn't run it but with my third um with Jack Yep. I ran up until a couple of weeks before I was born. Wow. Mm. That's amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think he enjoyed it. <laughs> he kicked you, did he, while you were doing that? Oh, he sort of, yeah, so he, he didn't, wasn't having great fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had to learn who was boss, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> So um so then you had um Jack and then I believe not too long later you did your first marathon. Yes, because I, I I felt that I love running so much that once I started to get into racing, yeah, it would probably never stop. And I just mm. sort of thought, yes. um, and so I thought it was I was getting a lot of pleasure out of just running. Yeah. And then once Jack was born and thought oh definitely and we moved out to Womboyne at the same time and yeah so then within 18 months or so I did my first marathon. So roughly you know what what sort of runs were you doing at that stage before um, before you were pregnant or, or, or while or even while oh, you were pregnant? Well, when I started running yeah. um, I've always run for one or two hours every day. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and so were you doing any speed work or anything like that back then? Watches. Um, only speed yeah. work was to make sure I got back in time to go to work. <laughs> so, <laughs> you realised you were late. <laughs> if you slept in a bit, then you needed yeah. to run a bit run faster. A bit faster yeah, fair, fair, but yeah. back then we just had an ordinary watch. Yes, yeah. yes. Yep. So you had no idea of distance. Or... And do you know what? That kind of, I reckon, is almost a better way to start because you actually learn to understand your body better and you learn to run better by feel Mm. in that way rather than being guided by, oh, my God, this pace, my heart rate, whatever. Yeah, so when I first started and I was exploring at the Cowan Forest out here, I had no guide because there isn't really maps and yeah, of course, uh, of how far and there's lots of hills. Mm. So I can remember, we, you know, a friend and I used to call each run a different distance 
No, just just for fun. Well, just what we thought it was based on what pace we thought we were running. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when I got a real watch that had measured, all of our runs were accurate. Oh, oh, really? Cool, yeah. Wow. Them, See, that is which awesome. Was pretty, which was pretty amazing. So, yeah, yeah but mm. then how did you first decide what a kilometre was? Uh, you first decide the kilometre sort of when you look at your watch and you think, oh, I think I'm running about this pace. Mm-hmm. So you still never even had to actually measure the kilometre on anywhere. You just guessed it. Wow, that's awesome. Mm. So you just... Mm. that. See, yeah, and this is... Ron and I have been talking a bit about it because I've been reading this book by Matt Fitzgerald, a new book, and it's about pacing. Mm. And he's saying that you've got we've got to stop being so reliant on watches mm. to help us learn how to pace. Yeah. Um, and watches are great, but yes, I think I when I started running, I was the same. I didn't have mm. GPS yeah. or anything like that. And um, I reckon it's really helped me to be able to also guess how long runs are yeah. and also yeah. to pace myself better. Yeah. But that's interesting. I love that that you managed to get them right. That would have I been know. pretty cool. I, I was actually really surprised because yeah. I didn't expect that. No, that's you, awesome. You know, you guess what the run yeah. would be. Or, yeah, that's yeah. right. And so the first marathon that you did, you actually did really well for your first marathon. Well, I I did um wasn't as well as what I expected because I back in those days my comfortable running pace was four twenties. Oh wow! Yeah. So I ah, had expected I remember to those be. <laughs> <laughs> remember those days, yeah. but uh, but I had not known, not hadn't run a marathon before, and in those days you just put a flat coat out it. Yeah, so <laughs> that was your nutrition. Yeah. And you drank at every drink station, water, oh, yeah. and then you had your flat Coke. And I had lots of running friends that gave me really good advice, but that's what I just found. I just really did need a bit more nutrition yeah. on my yeah. run. So um, yeah. I, I can remember that feeling at 38Ks and thinking, oh, the tank's a bit yeah. empty. Yeah. <laughs> so I slowed down. Oh, that's yeah. a horrible feeling. That's a horrible feeling. But you don't you you don't tend to replay you know replay that feeling. Yes, and that's the thing that would have been a great learning experience. Then. Mm. Well, just people never there wasn't a lot around. No, no but internet to look things up on. No, but even eating lollies or eating anything, yeah. you just you just had a drink. But the yeah. thing is, I still know people who do very much the same, and mm. I have to I have spoken to some friends. Yeah. You know, like no, you actually need to eat in a marathon. Mm. And when I say eat, I don't mean a you know, hot dog, but, you know, <laughs> some calories. <laughs> well, yeah. you've got calories going out. Yeah, so that's right. Unless you've got an awful lot of reserve that yeah. you can. Yeah. Yeah. And the faster you go, yeah. the more carbohydrates you mm-hmm. need, you know, those sugars, is, is the more you need. Yeah. So um, at what stage did you get into ultras? When um, I was 49, coming up to my 50th birthday, and I just felt... And Kerry Bremner had done the, yep. the Coast to Cosy the year before. And I thought, oh, what an awesome thing to do. Um, yeah, so that was. Yeah. And then when I rang Paul up to get in, he said, how far have you run? Oh, I've run a marathon. <laughs> so but, Coast to Cosy was your first ultra? Um, no, I ended up having to do Paul oh. made me run oh. 100K. <laughs> so I ran, I ran the 100K on the Gold Coast in the June. And then I did Costa Cozzi in the December. So your first ultra was 100K. Still. Yeah. Because still, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, like my, for myself, I went, you know, more well, my first marathon was an ultra 45K, but I went, you know, 50K, 100K, 100 mile, then oh, yeah. longer. Whereas yeah. you just went bang straight for it. Well, I didn't, I mean, when I look back on it, it didn't yeah. really. Know any different, I guess. Mm. And Plus, bypassed the mile completely. 
Yeah. Well, I didn't see any. Um, I didn't think I needed to because I, yeah. I felt confident that yeah. I could walk it. I've always been yeah. a very strong walker. You are so a I, very strong. Walker. So I just sort of felt, oh, if I can't run it all, I'll walk. Yeah. Walk it. And I've actually became, you know, I like my food. So it yeah. was easy to eat and drink. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I guess that's. Yeah. yeah. I, I have to, I have a little story about the walking. Like I remember one time I came to Canberra for a race yeah. and a day or two later, we went for a run in the area and you said, you've got to learn how to walk. And and you were walking and I was struggling to keep up with you. Jogging. Yeah. I was having to run to keep up with you because you were, and I'm like, oh my God, do you, like, I could not believe it. Yeah. Like you are an amazing walker. So yes, I can understand that. And so how did you go on your first coast to Cozzy? Oh, really well. I mean, it was it was so much fun. Like yeah. I was just addicted after. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed the first hundred, um, the Gold Coast hundred too. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it just the longer the better. It just yeah. It was just so much fun. Yeah. And, and how many coast cozies have you done now? Seven. This has been my eighth. This yes. So Pam's in the next yes. coast cozy. Yeah. She's an icon of the of the race. How, how many times have you won it? Um, I won it once and came second a few times and yeah. Uh, yeah. How did you go the first time you did it? I won. Okay, I broke, that's what I thought. And yeah. I broke the woman's record at the time by nine wow. hours. Wow, nine hours. Yeah. Holy moly. But nowadays there's sort of people are yeah, breaking the record. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. But and somebody so had to be the first to break the record to show or to, to improve it by heaps, yeah. to show what women are capable of. And then other women will have gone, oh, mm -hmm. you know, because nine hours is huge. I'm sure they're not breaking it by that much night. No. You know? No. So, yeah. yeah. But it was it was fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's such, yeah. And did um Michael, your husband, crew for you then? No, Cherry Brimmer and another friend. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there was just two of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had my family, some of I had some walking friends that came yeah. in at um, Ginderbone. Um, yeah. Oh, nice. No one had ever done. That was yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 And so you do a lot of walking in your training? Yes. Yeah. Like do you do specific sessions for that or you do you do it as part of your long run? Oh, no, I do. Um, I do as, as part of my long run. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I never used to, but if I want to be competing in an ultra, I'll train. Or whatever is needed for that. Yeah. So I'll walk run the hills. Yeah. Um, and I go out and I'll always try and fit in two sessions a week where I just walk. Where you just walk. Okay. And I, then I work on getting the pace quicker. Yep. Yep. So, and I think that's yeah. super important. I, I did that for a while at some point and I was getting my walk really fast. Yeah. And I feel like I've lost that ability again. So yeah. you're reminding me that it's it is important. It's and if you're listening, it is important to train your walking. Mm. Like Literally, like I said, Pam was walking so fast that and I could not keep up with you. I certainly could not walk. I had to jog. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. you, you, it uses different muscles. It uses different muscles and, and you're not getting your heart rate up so high if you mm -hmm. can walk efficiently right. um, and you can eat easier during those times and all. It just mm -hmm. has so many benefits for ultras and I think a lot of people yeah. feel, but I'm a runner, I can't walk. But yeah. in well, actual I, fact. Yeah. I can remember when I first transitioned to walking because I never used to walk. Yeah, ever. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it it does take a mind shift, doesn't yeah. it? But I I used to do a lot of walking as hobbies, like yeah, backpacking and, yeah. and hiking. Like we'd go for day walks on the weekend. 
so, so you're kind of used to it. I anyway. was used to that, and my husband's got you know he's a foot taller than me, so yeah. I've always <laughs> to keep up with him. So that's good training. Yeah. So do you use poles at all? No, I don't like poles. Oh, but I use I've borrowed a friend's poles in Coastal yeah. Cosy just across those snowdrifts. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I like to sort of feel like I'm under my own power. Yep, yeah, and that's fair enough. And yeah. I think it sort of helps with knee strength and these yeah. other things that you I mean I, I love poles but I also like to still do training with them to help develop the leg strength yeah mm. um so I mean I, I understand what you're what you're yeah. getting at mm. so um so what other um ultras have you done other than coast causing ultras um, yeah. I've done a lot of ultras Done a lot of different 100Ks, 100 miles. What sort of places have you been to? Because one of the things I like about ultra running or running in general is yeah. that it takes us to different places. We get to see different parts of Australia, different yeah. parts of the world. So I've done, um, in Australia, I've done the Glass House up, um, and really enjoyed those. I like to I, I like to do a road as well. So... I'm disappointed that Ned Kelly's not happening. Oh, yes. I did yeah. really enjoy. Yeah. But I understand you know, Justin Shaz are having a great Yeah, great time, time overseas. Great, great yeah. Time yeah. Holiday. Um and Human Hovel, I love that. Yeah. Uh, that's that the country, like like mm -hmm. you said, you can't get to a lot of those places yeah. unless you're doing mm -hmm. doing your um ultra. Yeah. You know, doing or any distance in yeah. there. Mm. Um, I've done Badwater. Yes. I've done. Um, and how did you go at Badwater? Oh, good. I really enjoyed Badwater. But how did you do? I did well. I was like, I was happy. You won, didn't you? No, no, no? I didn't win. I was in no. the top few, but yeah. I yeah, always thought you did. Maybe yeah. I just thought you were just so awesome <laughs> that that's what I assumed. No. And I've done um, the uh, uh, overseas. I did oh, a few years ago now. The round the Isle of Wight. Oh, I don't know right. if people have done that, but yeah. I recommend that as an ultra. It's on in May. And how many kilometres is that? 106. Oh, that's It's a nice, nice distance. Yes. Mm. And it's a really pretty course. There's a little bit of um, footpath in it. Yeah. Uh, but most of it is on that coastal path that goes right around the edge of the island. Oh, right. Yeah. And how did you find, like, with bad water, the temperature? How did you cope with that? Um, well, that was a challenge, but I trained... Um, used to go to the sauna. Ah, uh, that's right. Yes, I remember we've Spent talked about this. Yeah. The sauna. Yeah. 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 yeah, we have talked about this. Yeah. And yeah. The sauna, you know, like you just work out what the yeah. race, what's involved in the race, what you need to do to yeah. try and maximise your Yes. Mm, and um, so so you've been running for, I don't know, obviously, so early 80s, well, nearly mm -hmm. 40 years then, right? More than 40 years. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Because it's early 20, so I'm yeah. not sure. Um, so how have you managed to avoid injury, burnout, and all those other things and still be running? Like we're doing a 100K race tomorrow. You're doing Coast to Cozy. How have you managed that? Um, I think it's just having a right head. So, And what do you mean by that? I think you need to really enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. So I, don't, I never think of training as a chore. Yeah. And when I work out what I need, you know, I believe I need to do to achieve whatever goal I've set for myself. Yeah. Then I, I, um, the difference between now when I was younger is I need to give a greater time. So when they did the, when, when I found out about the, um, Sydney 100K national titles. Oh, yeah. 
I only had seven weeks or something. Oh, so you're saying you need longer to train? I need longer. So if I want to go from running a trail 100 to running a road 100, for example. Yeah. Because I don't normally run road 100s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In order to get enough speed to be um, happy with what you're doing. Yeah. It just takes a little bit longer as you get a bit older. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so do you run, do you do speed work? Um, I do tempos. Yeah, I, I don't like I don't like intervals as yes. much. I yes. did, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you run every day? Uh, one day a week, I'll just be a walk day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but basically, you're on your feet, but it's a walk day. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's brilliant. But what it is testament to is also consistency, which yes. is kind of what we were talking about before we started yeah. recording, is how important consistency is. Have you ever taken big blocks off running? Um, well, I did take a block off when I was pregnant with Caitlin. And yes, when of I was course. Pregnant with Claire. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But but other than that, like, do you like when you've done a big say, like when you do coast to cozy, yeah, and then you want to recover from that, yeah. do you take some time off running? Um, I'll I'll listen to my body. Yeah, a couple of days. Yeah, yeah when I just walk. Yeah, yeah. But not. But you're still moving. You're not. You know, yeah, I like active rest. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I mean, I'm a big believer in active recovery. Yeah. After a huge race like that, I, for myself, would probably not run for a week. I would walk or cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd want to do something, though. But, mm-hmm. um, but yes, I think, and that's what I think is important, is that you do the race and you don't just go, well, that's it, I'm done, I'm going to have a month off. A month off is not a month off running. It's a month off structured training in my mind. So yeah. you can just do whatever you want, whether it's walking, running, yeah. or whatever, but yeah. just not have not having a focus per se if yeah. you're having a break yeah is that how you would sort of see yeah. it too if yeah. you're having a break from yeah. focus yeah yeah it's not you can't sort of focus for 52 weeks no anyway. that's right and so some of the time you just need to kind of you know run a bit more for and be, be a little bit more random yes yeah so yeah. Oh, you know something might pop up and you want to go and do that yes yeah yeah, yeah. and should... um how often a year do you race i like to well Apart from the pandemic, of course. Yeah. Um, but generally, I've tried to participate. I don't yeah. race, race, but yeah. participate in a race. I usually like to do something monthly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's... And, and that's the thing is you can't race monthly. Um, and, and I know a lot of ultra runners want to and they want to go hard, you know, at all their races. But mm. um, <clears throat> certainly like with Ron and I, like we only did a race two weeks ago and we're doing the 100K tomorrow. That we can do that because we're not racing, we're That's participating. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if we were racing hard, we would not be able to do that. It would not, you know, it's not good for the body to race hard that frequently. Yeah. But um, and there's a lot still to be said for going into races purely for participation. What do you get out of racing when you're just doing it, not just, but doing it for mm-hmm. participation as opposed to for race race? Um Oh, to, it, participating is just so much fun. You get to see, yeah. reg, you know, friends that you know. Yeah. Pe- mm. Get to meet a whole lot of new people. You're often going somewhere different. Yeah. So yes. you're getting to run somewhere totally different to where you regularly run. Yeah. And mm. it's um it's nice just to have that change. Yeah. I, I, went, I hadn't seen my father since 2020, so yes, I went up yeah. to Early yeah. to see Dad and got to run the marathon, which I've been promising yeah. to do for a long time. Yeah. But... It's just nice to do things like, yeah. And yep. in a few weeks ago, I've seen my son in Perth. So 
now that he's in Perth, I'd yeah. like to do more runs over there. And that's a beautiful spot to run. Yeah, and it's so much sure. races not that over I've there. Been there but yeah. yeah, so yeah. There's, it's nice just to incorporate. And when yeah. when we travel, yeah, I've always... Um, Incorporated a race. Yeah, try and yeah. find something, whatever it is, to fit so, in. So when you did that Coast Cozy and you won, were you doing it competitively or was it a surprise to win? I was a surprise to win. Yeah. I'm sure that there's so many other really good... Yeah. Runs. But that's the same with any of these races, you know. So you've been, never gone into a race going, I'm going to win this? No, no. I go into a race to go and I work out what I think my training's got, what yeah. position, where I've got my my training. Yeah. And then I go, I think that I can do this. Yeah. And that's for my own personal satisfaction. I sort of try and keep yeah. And, and what do you do? Because you say you do it because you enjoy it, but surely you hit dark patches too. In a race. Yeah. Oh, definitely. If it's long enough. If yeah. it's long enough, you're yeah. always going to go up and down. Like so how do you deal with that? You just take one step at a time and move yeah. on. So bad things happen all the time, but it's what you yeah. do with that. Yeah. So yeah. I've one of my coaster cozies, um, I, I think I vomited for 120K. Oh, my God. Every 15 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. So right. it wasn't much fun doing that, but it passes. Yeah. It passes and all of a sudden you go, oh, wow, I feel better now. 120 clays is a long time for I know, it's to a wait. Test. It's a test. It's a test. It's been the longest test. Did you but, pass? Yeah, yeah, I passed. But it, it's just you, things happen all the time. Yeah. It's not. It's not um, what happens. It's how what you deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last time I did this um, in 2020, yeah, 100. Yeah. Um, I have been a, a Brooks Adrenaline girl, yeah. and I had had Brooks Adrenaline for 20 years, and I've then they changed it in 2019. They yeah. changed something in the shoe and got horrible blisters, which I had never mm-hmm. experienced before mm-hmm. on the heels. And that was just something you just had to move on, deal with it. Suffer through. Well, not so much suffer, just sort no. of try and black, you know. Yeah, just, black and I. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, you end up, just start focusing on something different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I think it's, everyone has something. There's very yeah. few races you do where it's, Absolutely perfect from start to finish. There like are, that, I don't, I, yeah, I don't think I've had many races like no, that. But you'll talk to all runners, and yeah. there'll be very few where they can say, from the moment they woke up, they just felt great, yeah. and it's just yeah. sort of all the ducks have lined up, and they yeah. had just the best yeah. day. But yeah. you know, not everyone can have the best day. No. Do you think about like consciously think about if right if something goes wrong, you know, this is what's what I'm going to think about to get through it, or you know, do you have practices in mind to mentally get through those tough situations? Yeah, I do. I'm a real planner. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, you always get a new thing to add to your what yeah. ifs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I have a long list of what ifs and what I will do. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so you actually plan the what if site ahead of time. Yeah, there's always mm-hmm. something new gets yeah. yeah. signed. Yeah. So the what if list, you know, by the time you get to my age, it's quite long. <laughs> but, but, you, but you get some. Yeah. You sort, yeah. of, uh, you sort of think, you know, what's in the race, what can, yeah. what this, you know, you just go through. I can remember in my third glass house 100 miler, I um, made a, made a, mis- a t- took the wrong turn. Like oh, the, no. It was in the That's dark. easy to do at glass house though. Yeah, it's very easy to do, but it was just yeah. must have been a lapsing concentration. And I can remember then thinking, um, realizing I'm on the wrong, and then I had to retrace my steps. So then I had to really think. Now, which way do I come? Don't move. Stand still. 
where'd I come from? Don't panic, because I panicked once before and got lost when I was hiking. Yeah. And I, so then I just turned around, came back until I knew where I was, yeah. and then just took the correct way. Yeah, the correct way. But it was just having to be calm. Yes, because you know I was at the hundred and thirty k mark, or oh, whatever. So close and so close, and you, but that was the problem because you were retracing and you were. Yeah. You just relaxed a little bit in the head. And also you're getting tired, no doubt. So, yeah. yeah. Mm. And how do you deal with sleep deprivation? Well, that's been interesting over the years because I never really ever suffered from sleep oh, demons okay. um, until recent times. Oh. And I reckon it's because I've retired. Why? We, Why because you've retired? Well, when I was at work, I've always had, um, you know, working and just being really really busy on your feet and yeah yeah d- d- mm. and I, my job demanded sort of working odd hours and working yeah, really yeah. late and get you know work through the night a lot oh so okay. when you're concentrating on something yeah yeah mm. so since I haven't had to do that you've kind of got out of practice I got out of practice so I like um like when the Neverest wasn't on this year but having yeah being able to do races where you actually are up all night yeah is what it's yes. the only way so there's the only way to train it yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, I sort of create my own for training yeah. to run through the night yeah. so that you just to get your body used to it yeah it is different only, yeah. it is different and you know you're always going to get periods of being tired it's just yes it's, it's just practicing and working out what strategy will I use when yeah. I start to feel like this and know? do you use caffeine um i yeah i use tried that doesn't yeah. always work yeah i don't find it always works either no, so it's a bit of hit and miss yeah i yeah. have um that instant coffee and milo together oh that sort of has a as a as a nice little shake or like as a powder or you'd have a drink it's a drink <laughs> i wasn't sure if you I just pour it straight in <laughs> 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 yeah. you know the nescafe packet <laughs> yeah. well mm. it's just trying things yes yeah. yeah because i spent so long sort of in 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 workplace where i had yeah. uh i think that's the only thing that i can see that's changed yeah. plus you know when you've got little kids you don't get much sleep no so, that's right so you sort of just get a bit out of practice yeah yeah probably. i mean for myself i've always struggled with it because i've just always been a sleepy head so you know it's just yeah. hard at night not in the morning in the morning i'm fine but yeah so that's why I'm, I always ask people that question because I just want to know how other people deal with it maybe to help yeah, me. I, well, I never, I've never had. It, it was something that was really foreign yeah. to me until it Lucky happened you. the first time and I went, oh, my goodness, this yeah. is busting what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. They're not just faking it. <laughs> no, because I used to think, oh, yeah, of course it's you do. not going to happen, but yeah. you're concentrating on something else. Yeah. But yeah. no matter how much you concentrate. It's no, there happen. comes a point it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah, it is interesting. Mm. <clears throat> um. What um, nutrition do you take, talking of coffee and Milo? What do you... I like real food. Yeah. So I have, you know, a range of real foods. I, um, I, We dry a lot of fruit. Yeah. So um, from the orchard and get bananas from the market and dry those. So I have a lot of dried, dried fruits, which I mm-hmm. tend to use instead of when I want something sweet. Yeah. Um, I bake. So you made a delicious brownie for tomorrow, yes, so, didn't you? We yes, were just so eating got, it before. <laughs> so I like my chocolate brownies. So they yeah. they're nice as something yeah. something sweet. Um, I do like rice puddings. Um, yeah. So and I'm just I used to always have sandwiches, but now yeah. 
uh, getting into wraps. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm into wraps, but I remember you introduced me to sandwiches and putting them in the little Ziploc bags and cutting them into bite-sized bite pieces. pieces. Yeah, And it makes it so much easier than trying to cram this oh, a sandwich. Well, it's also for your head when you look at it. It's yeah. like it's like someone giving you a really big meal. Yeah. And you look at the size of it and you go, oh, I can't possibly eat that. But yeah. if it was in smaller pieces, yes. you'd be mm. able to eat it better. Yeah, and I also remember another thing you introduced me to, and I don't know if you use them in races, was macadamia nuts. Yes. Yeah. And because we would drive in the car, and I, I swear to God, I must have, in one sitting, eaten like five million calories. <laughs> these they, are so yummy. I've yeah. never had these before. They go down, especially the lightly salted. Oh, they, they're so they good. They go down and just oh having God. them in. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so many calories, which in a race is great. Not so great when you're just sitting in the car. Mm -hmm. but Avocados, they're my go-to. No, yeah, I love avocado. As in, you'll just have an avocado and you'll eat it. Yes, so I've been trying to work out because I haven't got anyone coming. Like normally, I have people coming to the aid stations. Yeah, um, but it's not worked out this year. Um, so in a race, yes, I I oh. so I have my avocados over there. Um, and you'll I just have, have it and you'll scoop it out with a spoon. Yeah, if I've got some, I've got crew, then yeah. I get them to scoop it out and oh. put it into a little clip block bag. Oh. And you just you don't you you reckon it would go too yucky if you put it in a drop bag? I suppose yeah, the day before, it'll yeah. Go too yucky. I actually, yeah. I've thought about all different scenarios. Yeah, no, but, um, yeah. But because to Cosy, I probably have. Well, my husband wouldn't let me have. I had fourteen pack the other year, and he would only let me thirteen because fourteen avocados. I know. <laughs> he said no one should eat so much of anyone oh food. my god so he drew the line at 13 well he that just was... realized that i oh, that was my, he did... after my 13th he realized that i'd eaten 13 avocados you must be like really fat adapted to to be able to get energy from... well because it's oh, like to be too, to fat be, it's yeah. like it's not a car no, but it's perfect because yeah. what it does you supplement you yes but, obviously yeah but because you're racing for 30 to 35 hours whatever yeah. i don't know whatever so you need to keep yes. topping up because yeah. eventually that'll get used. Yes. Yes. Oh, totally. I, so, I completely agree. Yeah. So if you start that from the start, yeah. Yeah, then true, true. you're at this level and yeah. then you'll have, you need, obviously need other foods to yeah. give you, but yes, I don't think it takes that long to get it, the benefit from that. Personally, no, 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 but 13. Lord, <laughs> you've got expensive taste. Macadamia nuts and avocados. At some point, you may almost have had to mortgage the house to be yeah. 13. Yeah. <laughs> well, where I grew up, avocados used to fall off the tree, wow. and the dogs used to eat them because it's too many. So, oh, wow, yeah, oh, so I grew up eating all that. Yeah, and maybe your stomach is maybe a bit more adapted because I don't think I could physically eat. I don't think. No, no. I think I'd be, I'd be a bit unwell, you know. <laughs> so and bananas, the other thing that I yeah. really, really like. So mm. as far as as fruit yeah. goes, and it's don't like too much sweet. If I can. Yes. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm the same. I'm yeah. not big on sweet. It's sort of. I don't mind my brownie. Yeah. But I don't. You know, there's some things that you get that are just. Yeah. So I have an almond date slice that I like to make too. Mm, that sounds nice. And that's really nice. It's sort of. Yeah, make it with um, ground almonds in it. What I might do is I might get your your brownie recipe, if that's okay, and I'll share it on my blog. And maybe your almond and date recipe. Could you give me send me those? I can send you and those. I'll share them. So, people, if you're listening, you can look on my blog and I will put those recipes there because I'm sure you all want to have a try. Mm. 
Mm. Those brownies were nice this afternoon. Yeah, they were really yummy. <laughs> I yeah. think you just need to practice whatever it is you yeah. choose. Yes, mm. I agree. You've and got to practice. You, you can't just decide on the day, I'm going to need some food and this is what I'll eat. Yeah. You've yeah. got, like, you before you go out every day, having your breakfast before you go yes. out, even if you're going for a little So, run. So you don't, you don't um, believe in this, you know, sort of this fasted running, sort of going for long runs without any food? I don't think I've got the body to do yeah, that no. personally, yeah, but yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I tested it, so I yeah. don't know. I wouldn't be at it. Like sometimes if I'm getting up super duper early to get a 20K run in, I might occasionally not eat only because I'm, you know, it's 4.30. Yeah. But um, otherwise I'll you always eat a banana. I, I can't eat fruit. Mm. I'm fructose intolerant, which is a pain because <laughs> otherwise I could. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, Definitely fine. We're doing a run and we get up a bit later, then I'll always eat and mm. eat a decent meal. So, now I remember last time we did the pod, you talked about how you would sometimes practice um, food before you did a hard 5K yeah, yeah. to train to train your stomach to deal with it to under duress, it. Yeah, kind of, or to test, test it as well. Yeah. 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 yeah, still do. You still do that? Yeah. So it's, it's important because yeah. you. Because an easy run is different to running hard. Yeah. And. The longer you run, there comes a point where your stomach is going to be stressed. Yeah, and will feel like it's a hard run. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so that's when you need to test. And so, food. what have what have you found from doing that? What foods have you experimented with? I've, well, I I experimented with lots of things in the early days, but I don't, you know, sort of I, I don't go back to things if they haven't never worked. But yeah, I um I thought that. A uh, nice spicy rice sort of would be yeah something to for the palate oh yeah and but, no no, no. no. <laughs> it's, it's not nice and um the other thing is in temperature so you have yeah. to you need to test the temperature yes. as well as the hmm. so where peanut butter I love yeah on your sandwiches and wraps and crackers and yeah. all that it doesn't it it can repeat and come back yeah. pretty nasty. Yeah, when when it's a little bit warmer. So yeah, if you're running, if you're running hard in warmth, then for me, peanut butter doesn't work. Yeah, and yeah, and that's really interesting. But definitely something that people need to um, practice with is you've really got to practice the food because you don't want any surprises. Yeah, that's right. And it's, and and it's also if managing as much as you can. So if yeah. you're buying. It, like if you're going to travel somewhere to do a race and you're yeah. not able to take your food yeah. and you have to go to a supermarket to buy it, then knowing what brands and what things yeah. you will be safe to buy. Yeah. And have you have. also done it where you find out what's going to be on course and you practice that? Um, no, I don't because the course stuff is um, not always reliable. Yes. No, I agree. Yeah. I always so prefer to be self-sufficient. Yeah. So they might say they're going to have, a, B, and C, and yeah. then for some reason, the person who went and did the shopping for all the yeah. drink stations doesn't provide yeah. that. They've changed it to something totally different. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not too keen on trusting. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say your average kilometres a week are at the moment? <clears throat> uh, usually somewhere between 120, 160. Holy moly. I feel like I'm super lazy. <laughs> that, that includes my... Um, you walk yeah, ten, yeah my 10k walk yeah wow. and how long when you're practicing your fast walking how long will that fast walk take if it's the hills then it can be an hour and a half yeah if it's a flat 
it'll be less than that because I yeah. got my flat down to yeah. about, oh, I think, eight something now. Yeah, so, when I was yeah. practising on the flat, I got down to like eight and a half mm-hmm. as well. So, but, yeah, and um, and so how often do you train twice a day? No, no, I go out early in the morning because I have grandkids to look after. Oh, of course. Full-time job, so I'm up yeah. at four. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm super. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, no, it's big. It's oh, like being at work again. It is like <laughs> I mean, sometimes like two or three mornings a week, I, the alarm goes off at 4.20 and, oh, my God, I, I I just can't stand it. But you're doing it at four and it's colder here in Canberra. Well, once it, it's dark, it's dark. Yes, yeah, true. Like we went to Wagga for the marathon the other weekend yeah. on Saturday and we had to get up 2.30 to drive. Oh, wow. And Was there any point in going to bed? <laughs> well, because you're in your own bed, you yes, get a few hours sleep, and then yeah. you start driving. But but it's dark, so once you get up in the dark, yeah. you're you're up. You know. Wow, like, you are so inspiring, Pam. 120 to 160 k's a week. I need to yeah. up my game. I don't know. <laughs> Just whatever. No, but in. you know, it's funny because um, well, yeah, like I, I just find that really inspiring. And that, so on an average day, if you're including the walks and you don't train twice a day, so some days you get up just to walk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and a so what? Usually. Okay. And so how many Ks would you do like of an average morning run? Well, and you have varies. A, oh, no, you walk on that. Sorry, go on. Yeah. So it varies. Yeah. The minimum that I'd do would be 15, 16. Wow. And the maximum on some weekends, you know, you do sort of the 40. Yeah. 35 to 50. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of, we we were laughing the other day going, isn't it weird that now we think of a short run as like, or a short long run as 30 to 35K, right. when that used to be the max long run, yeah. you know? Yeah. And now for me, my shortest run is 10Ks, but I remember when I first started running, my shortest run would be eight. Yeah. Or probably when I first, first started running six, then it built up to eight. And now it's like 10 and it's like, but yours is 15. <clears throat> That is amazing. That is, and no injuries and um, 40 odd years of running is, that is just phenomenal. Thank you. Yeah, I'm in awe. I always listen to myself, listen to my body. Yeah, so listening to your body. So, okay, your top tips are listening to your body, consistency, what else? Any other top tips? Because we'll we'll wrap up the pod here. So any other top tips for listeners? And making sure that you have the right mindset so it has to be pleasant it has, it has to be enjoyable yeah so yeah. if you you can choose your how you feel yeah and so you just choose to be enjoying it yeah that's really great well thank you so much Pam for coming on the podcast for the thank second you. time mm-hmm. and um thank you for your really amazing and, and advice because it, it is amazing because you know, it, it just, it, it, it is proven that it works. So um, but everyone's different. Yes, everyone is different, but everyone's different. But if we listen to our body, that's right, then everyone can do that. And yep. everyone can make a choice about how they want to view their that's running. Right. Yep. And the consistency, not everybody can do that, I guess, but the consistency doesn't have to be at your level of kilometers. It can be a lot less, but it's still consistency. It's consistent. Yeah. Yep. So those three things, everybody can do them, no yep. matter what the difference is that's right so that's advice everyone can take yeah. well thank you very much no and good luck for tomorrow and good luck for coaster cozy oh thank you yes. it'll be fun it will be fun it's always fun that's right that's why we do it <laughs> bye, bye.